0: Into
1: the me, It is Thursday the 27th of May, welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive, I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you may not know this guy's a chef, he's almost a Michelin star, have you ever thought of doing one of those like celebrity master chefs
0: or something? I have thought about it mate, but uh, I'm not very good on the dessert side of things mate, but maybe if I... Uh Start practising a little bit of that. Who knows, mate? But, um, yeah, the thing now, it's all about charcoal and wood for me, cooking on charcoal and wood. So uh, exciting times, Timmy. So we'll have to
1: get uh, Mr Zumbo to come over to your joint. and <laughs> <laughs> help be with the desserts. All right, we've got a big show on the way. Of course, Shane's brother, Brett Lee. He's been in India. He's back in Australia now. We'll have a chat with him about all things cricket. And boy, oh boy, there's drama in Melbourne with COVID and its effect on AFL and all the sport. Drew Jones is here from Fox Sports News. We're going to talk to Brett Lee on the show, of course, Shane, your brother, uh, about this topic and more. But Justin Langer, this is huge. Is he in a fork in the road at the moment? Is this either change your ways or lose the job as Australian coach? I speak to this report that's come out where they've basically given recommendations. We've heard from players on the quiet that he's too intense. Well, he he's
0: intense. We, we all know that. Uh, he was intense as a player and he's intense as a coach. But, uh, look, I think he gets results. And um, I'm just over, you know, all these reviews. You know, it seems every company, every sporting team, every organisation these days has a bloody review. And they start asking and they're creating more issues. And, um, you know, he's a tough guy. He, he demands excellence and um you know, if the players can't handle it, then well, they shouldn't be playing Buddy Test cricket. I don't think.
1: Yeah, intensity is a difficult thing uh, the, the, mm. to walk side by side with the coach. that we've seen it in so many sports. All right, this is afternoon sport coming up. We're going to talk to a man that was an absolute superstar as a cricketer, and he's a great bloke. Your brother, Brett Lee. We love having Brett Lee on this program. He's almost like the afternoon sport ambassador. How are you Brett? <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello brother, how are you mate? Now let's
0: start off Brett. Uh, the upcoming Ashes series is obviously a real big one. Playing against the Poms is always probably going to be a highlight for any Test cricketer. How do you think we're going to fare?
2: Well look it's going to be firstly it's a, a huge year of cricket. You know you think about what the Aussies have been through so far, what they're about to go through and then when you throw in the Ashes which you know, starts on the 8th of December, it's five tests. It's going to be a monumentous, um, you know, summer coming up. But look, I think Australia have got, you know, all their their right sort of values in place. They've got a, you know, a wonderful team. I think there's a few little bits of the, the team that, you know, we might see some changes with a couple of the sort of batting lineup, but I think in terms of the bowlers, they've they've got everything down pat. So, look, I, I, I think Australia going as favourites. Big story today, Brett, uh, in and around
1: Justin Langer. A review done, and um, look, there there seems to be this real momentum about him changing some of his ways. We, we know that he's a hugely
2: intense guy. There was talk of unrest in the dressing room last summer. Well, when you think about Justin Langer, look, he, he's he's a very passionate guy. I mean, the, the, the first thing I'll say about Justin Langer when you when you mention his name, you think of integrity, you think of loyalty, you think of passion, knowledge. There are a couple mm. of words that spring to mind with Justin Langer. I mean, you can't you can't falter the the fact that he's such a, a passionate, um, you know, and a very proud wearer of the baggy green cap. Now, how does that translate to his to his coaching style? He's a he's a different sort of a coach. He's a very intense uh, coach. tries to get the best out of his team, and I, look, I think that. You combine that with what we've seen over the past 12 14 15 months with all these bubbles and you know guys going from from one tournament to another um with the quarantine it has to impact it has to mentally get you down so look I, I think that when there is those pressures amongst the Australian cricket team the first to sort of cop a fair bit of that flack will will definitely be the coach
0: Yeah, but I don't know if it's the right way to go about things. Um, Obviously, doing a whole review and asking the players what they think. Yeah, Justin Ling, as you said, he is an intense sort of guy, but I think he gets the best out of players. But it's funny now that, um, and obviously unnamed, um, senior players are sort of saying that, you know, he's too intense, we can't do our job. And when Andrew McDonald took over, um, the change room was a lot more pleasant, but yeah, I, I don't know how, how I feel about that. To be honest,
2: yeah, and I'm, I'm a bit the same with you, Shane. Look, it's if you ask 40 players, you're going to get 40 different answers. Yeah, and it, it's opening up a massive can of worms. I think, as I mentioned before, when you when you put those words next to Justin Langer, as I said, integrity, loyalty, passion, knowledge, it's a pretty good start for a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you know, he's going to give his best. You know, he's going to try his hardest. Um, And then it just comes down to how he relates to the team. I mean, I I read a very good article back in uh, the start of this year. I think it was from uh, Andrew Wu. um, And I forget the other gentleman's name. It might have been Chris Barrett as well. But um, a, a great article about, you know, what, what had gone on and, you know, some of the beliefs from the Australian team players about what they think with Justin Langer. But look, as you mentioned, it's a different coaching style. I think that, um, you know, when you are under pressure, when you throw in quarantine, when you throw in what we've been through COVID, when you throw in, um, you know, the loss against India up at Brisbane, Mm. it does impact on a lot of the players. And that could then result in people saying, well, is he the best coach for us? Is he too intense? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? One, one part of the article that I, I did sort of um, – it did spring out, though, was the fact about, you know, Justin Langer saying that he doesn't go to the bowling meetings. Now, I, I, I thought as a head coach, mm. wouldn't you want to be all over everything? You know, you surely right. want to get yeah. and, and find what the bowlers are thinking, what the bowlers are going through. Um, he said he leaves it up to the bowling coach. You know, I, I, get, I get that. That's definitely a bowling coach's role, but I think as a head coach, you've got to be above and be all over that. And I think sometimes too that the Australian cricket team has got too many people involved. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think back Shana, when we were playing, you know, we mm. had you know, we had a coach, we had a manager, we had a physiotherapist and that was pretty much it, maybe a fitness coach as well, and it ran pretty pretty well. You know, I think these mm. days with all these people involved, everyone wants a bit of their time and everyone wants to put their own stamp on on mm. you know, so they not not job justification but it's almost like you know they're trying to say well this is my role this is what I can bring to the team
1: yeah and it's and, and but it's all it's all that stuff too isn't it like a, it's a cliche because it's right you know too many chefs spoil the broth and and look i get you on the Justin Langer stuff and look having covered his career you guys played with him all those things are 100% correct that the issue I see, if i were going to be a devil's advocate for a moment, is you can't play anymore in the sense of he can't go out there and be the bulldog. So it's the message that he's got to give to them. You know what I mean? Look, he's got to give them the message, get them in the right frame of mind. And that's where coaching is so different, isn't it? Because we see it in rugby league and AFL where intensity can sometimes just blow the dressing room apart.
2: Yeah, and and I think you have to, as a coach, it's that fine line, Timmy, of having the intensity and, and giving a rocket up the guys when they need it. But also to having that calmness about you, so they don't mm. feel like they are on eggshells or they are, you know, under a lot of pressure. You know, I actually look at it from a commentary point of view. There is times where I get frustrated, thinking, "Give me the ball, I want to get there and bowl," because I can see what they're <laughs> doing or what they're trying. But you can't, you know. Our, our our time as a as a coach or my time as a commentator is different now. I'm not I'm not a player anymore, so you you got to put yourself and and take yourself out of that um mm. that situation. I reckon one thing though is that. You know, when you look at you know, you look at the Australian cricket team, and you look at the senior players. That's where they, I think, need to step up and actually take a bit more ownership. I totally and I agree. What, I think that's what they want. I think that's what the Australian cricket team are crying out for. They, you know, guys like David Warner um, got some really good leadership qualities. You know, he's good around the team. You think about, um, you know, Pat Cummins, who you know, who's been earmarked as the next Australian captain. I think Tim Payne's done a fantastic job. So all these senior players they need to step up and actually take a bit more ownership, I think, which is probably what they want.
0: Yeah, Brett, so just on that, so the upcoming series it probably will be Tim Payne's last I would say, from everything he's sort of saying um, in the press, reading between the lines. I think it's going to be a really big series. You know, Pat Cummins is a superstar, we know that, but I think Stark and Hazel, with the combination of those three, they need to bowl They need to bowl some teams out. I reckon they've, they've missed a bit there. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Warner? He obviously he just got dropped um, in the IPL. can't believe that. Yeah, I know and he's a great player. Do you think he'll
2: have a good series? Yeah, he will. I mean, look, yeah. you think about David Warner. I spent a lot of time with David Warner over the past couple of weeks and know him very well, played when he first came in the, you know, the New South Wales dressing room. He's a, he's a different guy. He's a different player and he's respected amongst his teammates and he goes out there and he knows what he has to do. And for David Warner to get dropped from the IPL side, I mean, who's been in the top you know, uh, orange cap holders in terms of the most runs in the last five or six years. I mean, I was just, everyone was just blown away. I mean, there was something that happened in the camp, I think, that, I don't know, with what happened, maybe someone trying to get back at David Warner. But, yeah, there was something that, that I don't know, it does, doesn't add up for, you know, for me personally, for the sunrises. But, um, yeah, you know, you can't drop David Warner from that format, first and foremost. But in terms of the Australian cricket team, I think that he's going to have a big summer. I mean, his technique still looks great. He's still hungry for runs. He's fit. And that's all that you want. You know, you Mm. want guys, because when you think about cricket, cricket is a game of 11 individuals that make up a team. Mm -hmm. And for, for someone to be successful in the Australian cricket team, they have to do well personally. You know, it's not a selfish point of view, but you've got to go out there. David Warner needs to go out there and score the most runs. Pat Cummins needs to go out there and take the most amount of wickets. And then you combine that in a team environment. Then when you throw in all the issues that we mentioned before about you know, the, the pressures of COVID, the pressures of guys not seeing their family. And I, I can, you know, I've, I've been away now for a, a long, long time away from the family. It's tough. You know, it's really hard. And this is only a small part of what the guys are going through. And, you know, they're touring pretty much the whole year round now. But they're getting paid very well to do it. And that's that's their choice. But I'm just saying that these are all the the, the outside influences. Extra pressures, that, that, yeah. Yeah, put pressure on the team.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a different world. And look, a lot of people want to say, oh, they're well paid, they're well. this." Well, it doesn't really matter after a while. The money isn't the thing. It's like if you are married and you've got young children and you've got a life and you already have a job which keeps you apart and you're kept further apart,
2: it doesn't help. Look, Brett, always great to chat. Uh, so They should be well paid too, just on that, Timmy. I yeah. mean, so they should be well paid. You know, these these are guys that have done their apprenticeship since the age of eight or nine years of age you know they've gone to what they call the cricket university they've done all their you know right from Kanga cricket right right through the grades from second third grade to first grade to uh, you know first class cricket up to the Australian cricket team they've done a 20-year apprenticeship some of them Mm -hmm. so they've, they've given their life to to succeed in their sport so look I've got no issue with guys being well paid in cricket and the pressures that come with it they've just got to you know, find a way to get over that. Well, Brett,
0: thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on the show, mate, and I'll see you soon. And uh, I can't wait to have a, a nice glass of red with you, mate.
1: Sounds like a plan. Thanks, lads. Yeah, and it's good to see that the IPL—they're going to try and kickstart that in the United Arab Emirates in uh, in September, October, and actually get it done, which which will be good. Good to chat, Brett. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, mate. Bye, buddy. Coming up on afternoon sport. He's across everything in Melbourne, everything in the AFL from Fox Sports News. Drew Jones. PlaySport is calling game on for a new way to play. A free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport. Whatever moves you. All right, time to talk AFL, time to talk all the dramas with Melbourne and the COVID impact on on sport schedules, not just in Aussie Rules but in NRL and other areas. Drew Jones from
3: Fox Sports News, how are you, mate? Yeah, good day, boys. It's uh it's a bit like when you're playing cricket inside and your mum's not home and you break a vase <laughs> and then you have to sit there waiting with this impending sense of doom almost for when she gets home. That's how we, I think everyone in Melbourne feels right now with the lockdown sort of bearing down on us. Oh, yeah. For some people, it must be like, oh, no, it's another another knife to the heart, mate. But um,
0: talk about knife to the heart. There's, uh, the AFL and Richmond seem to be at loggerheads at the moment.
3: Yeah. Well, look, there's a lot going on, Shane, and I reckon today's a massive day. Like, potentially a lot can change. You know, up to five fixtures are going to be rescheduled, mm. you would think. Um, Richmond is a big one. So as of this morning, um, they had their staff in at the club getting everything ready to go and they're going to fly in the afternoon, most likely to New South Wales, um, and that's where they'll play Adelaide. But, I mean, initially there was talk that they might fly to Adelaide, but then SA government shut them out and then they wouldn't let the Crows go into Melbourne briefly to play that game. And now the, the lockdown is probably likely to happen it means probably no games can be in Melbourne so Hawthorne were are going to fly this morning up to Darwin but that was too late with the Northern Territory border shutting at midnight last night so the Hawks are due to fly out Richmond as well and then you know, the Bulldogs and the Demons it's um, maybe they won't be able to play at Marvel Stadium on Friday night football so yeah there's a lot Chaos. up in the air at the moment the clubs that have got out already in Carlton and Essendon, they're in a great position and then obviously all the interstate clubs as well. It's just a smack in the
1: head, isn't it? Because it'd been such a wonderful start to the season. We'd seen Melbourne Demons fly high, only the one loss and so many good things, so much great footy.
3: And to to have something like this whack, it really is demoralising. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you talk to clubs and particularly to you know CEOs or, or football managers and stuff, they talk about the fact that they're starting to get back on their feet in terms of getting money back into the club, you know, crowds turning up, memberships being sold um, the game in a really good position. You know, there's been so much great footy played in the AFL so far this season um, with the rule changes. Um, So getting back to normality that, you know, the prospect even of, you know, the soft cap being expanded and being able to rehire some of your staff or to, to pay them what they're, deserving of for the hours that they're working and then when you get this sort of thing happen where now crowds are in doubt lockdowns are being talked about having to reshuffle and and rehome yourself um yeah it's it's a real shame um but unfortunately you know we knew that in some ways covid was in a shallowish grave i guess in australia and that there was always a chance this could happen yeah um which is a shame because this on
0: tomorrow night i should say um bulldogs versus melbourne it's going to be one of the biggest games of the season and I just hope that these two teams are not affected by covid and and it sort of
3: disrupts their uh, excellent start of the season yeah well i mean clearly the the build-up to the game has been disrupted mm-hmm. um but we you know the AFL and all sporting codes around Australia and the the NRL in particular have shown that it is possible to rehome games and reschedule them quite quickly. Yep. So that's top of the AFL agenda right now is because, because it is a Friday night game, that's they have to work out exactly, you know, where can we possibly hold this? You know, they can jump on a flight and get to New South Wales if required to play at the SCG or out um, at, Giant stadium as well. There's a couple of options and, and Queensland uh, still potentially an option as well. So long as the players can get uh, a negative COVID test in between landing and the game starting. So, I mean, the AFL were absolutely desperate to make sure these games go ahead, you know, whether there's crowds where it is, they'll play it on the moon if they have to, because that money needs to keep ticking over uh, as far as, you know, Fox sports and and channel seven goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I suppose Monica over and a few of these other options are not out of uh, the ballpark either. Drew, I know you've got a busy day with everything going on. We've still got to wait to, on State of Origin, of course, which Melbourne would love to still have as, as the first game bears down. The teams get picked next week. It's going to be difficult for that to happen, but uh, good to chat, mate. We'll, we'll talk soon. Yeah, boys, take care. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Brett Lee and, of course, to Drew Jones. Thank you to our sponsors as well. Our wonderful sponsors, Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And the great man, our producer, Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.